I think we have a really, really valid, up-to-date, interesting topic to talk about today. Mm-hmm. We're talking about how AI could and is currently affecting the real estate industry. And we're going to go deeper into that. We're going to talk about how it might affect um, the future yep. of real estate. Making some predictions here today. My name is Parker Bennett, and I've spent the last 20 years helping people through the process of their largest single investment they may ever make, their home. From building inspector to real estate agent, I've chalked up a number of great experiences and strategies for everything related to the home buying experience. This podcast is dedicated to anything and everything around the Kamloops real estate market. Welcome to the Kamloops Real Estate Insider Podcast. Welcome, everybody. Welcome back to the Kamloops Real Estate Insider Podcast. I am joined by the one and only Mally J, who's in the, what do we call it again? The pod booth. The pod booth. The pod booth. (laughs) Well, it's working title. That's fine. We're going to get there. Pod studio. Pod studio. Sounds more luxurious. Let's go with that. The studio. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So it's a pretty big topic right now is chat GPT. And Mm -hmm. I kind of feel silly for talking about it just because I don't want to be considered to be jumping on the chat GPT bandwagon. (laughs) But it's it's happening now. Like it's It's something people are really using and exploring. It's a thing. It's a thing. Yeah. Uh, One of the things I noticed as an agent is that there's courses being offered now through our district and... There is like quick early adapters, adopters that are that are tackling the chat GPT subject and trying to train realtors how to use that to their advantage. Mm-hmm. So I thought we'd break it down a little bit because I don't know if there's a whole lot to it yet for us. I think there is some clear um, opportunity for yeah. agents to utilize what the service is right now. And Let's just say this out loud. This is volume one of a never-ending set of volumes. That's true. This is going to evolve continuously and probably like maybe even weekly. Yeah. As like the emergence of chat GPT is a really accessible, free, um, easy interface to use artificial intelligence. This is the first of many. Yeah, totally. And... We don't we don't know yet, and we won't know until we're looking at it in the rear view what the implications really are. Totally. But it's a pretty meaty topic, and we're already starting to see the applications. So, yeah. yeah, there's a lot there to. And maybe we should just clarify that while we were just summarizing kind of the the, the things that we wanted to talk about, it it got heaty in here. <laughs> we we yelled. Yeah, we got <laughs> we got fiery. So we want to bring all that energy to the podcast because. Maybe there's something there that, uh, you know, we can get into a really good dispute about. Let's hope that the debate is alive and well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and so it before will be. we get into the debate. I promise we're going to yell. It'll be a respectful debate. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. totally. <laughs> I don't have anything accessible I can throw. No, same. No, this is, uh, this will be nice. It'll be a, a nice debate. It'll be interesting. All right. So let's start by what is ChatGPT? Well, it's a interface to access this crazy powerful artificial intelligence um in it's kind of like googling <laughs> in a lot of ways on steroids on steroids where the chat gpt engine yeah filters millions and millions billions probably of google responses or content and answers your question in like a human conversational kind of way right so 
and it's chat GPT because it's set up like the what you're looking at on your screen is like a text chat. You're talking to a, a robot. You're talking to a bot. Yeah. You're talking to a bot. Who's literally the bot is screaming through all of the intel that is sitting in www and trying to rationalize an appropriate answer or response to whatever question you're asking. So when when Chat GPT first came out and it was I think Chat GPT one, mm. I didn't even really know when I was looking at it what exactly what am I supposed to do with this? Yeah. And the first thing that I asked it to do is like how do I process a deer? <laughs> It's the first thing I asked it. <laughs> yeah. And it it clearly gave me step-by-step instructions. And I was like, wow, it's fairly, it's really accurate. Yeah. And it it it's it gave it in such a way that it was like a response from a human being. Right. In a logical step-by-step, yeah. explained in conversational terms, like lay person. There's not a lot of jargon. There's not a lot of jargon. Yeah. Yeah. And so far it seems like there's a lot of um the personal questions and the personal information stuff about particular people. If you ask ChatGPT now, hey, is uh, Parker Bennett a great realtor in Kamloops? It's just going to default to like, it's not giving personal information yeah. at this point in time. I am, yeah. Like I'm not permitted to disclose personal information. Yeah, there's this sort of um, form response that comes when you ask. Totally. Personal details or identifying like things about people's addresses or personal information. Right. It won't do at this point in time. At this point. But it's yeah. probably learning. Yeah. It's probably learning the demand for what people are asking. Oh, totally. And it will evolve into how that information gets released. Mm-hmm. What scares me at this point is, and I'm sure this is going to come up in our conversation about the bias, but at what point does chat GPT become... Um, an ad profile. Like when mm. can you when can you buy a response uh, to like bias the yeah. answers? I'm not sure, and that's actually a really good question for what they're. The, I'm not even sure who the overarching company is who owns it at Open this AI. point. Open AI. What is their mandate? And I bet they're just hanging on for uh, the best possible opportunity. But like, are there intentions to keep it ad free and unbiased? Because it's inherently biased based on what the available answers and information is already on the internet. Totally. And they actually have a couple of limitations when you open ChatGPT that um, there are three that it, there's a little disclaimer at the top when you open it up. There are three main limitations that they they say that they have are that ChatGPT may occasionally generate incorrect information. It may occasionally produce harmful instructions or biased content. That's yep. scary. Um, and it has limited knowledge of world and events after 2021. Right. So keeping those limitations in mind that there is an inherent bias to right. its answers already, um, it is kind of scary to think where it could be skewed in the future based on dollars advertising. So here's a non-real estate comment with regards to uh, AI. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with who Lex Freeman is? Me? Yeah. No. He's an AI. I don't know who else I thought you were asking. <laughs> I'm the only person in the room. <laughs> he, he's. <laughs> are you also? <laughs> so he's like an AI. Um, he, he's the AI guy. Like okay. he's studying AI. He's, and maybe he has a better title that I'm. I'm sure he doesn't <laughs> listen to the podcast, so won't, I won't offend him. Yeah. 
he did an experiment. There's a couple of actual AI programs out there. ChatGPT is not the only one. It's the only one that's open to the public for free and available. Okay. Yeah. As I understand it, Microsoft has their own version of it. No that doubt. That is not available yet. Right. Okay. So he went back and forth with the two and he was asking specific questions on a dating app. Mm. So he's interacting with a woman as like a guy who's trying to get a date. Okay. And as she asked him questions, he chatted with ChatGPT before he made responses to try and connect and have a better emotional uh, outcome to this dating chat online. Yeah. And it was like, it was interesting because he said in, in the first version of ChatGPT, it was very basic, like... <laughs> I am a bot. Yeah. Meet more. <laughs> it was pretty basic stuff, but in the as it as it evolved into two and level three and level four, it became like where he was engaging great responses mm-hmm. that encouraged further discussion. Yeah, within that conversation. Well, because in it's always learning. That's the whole point, right? Is that it's every every interaction and response that it gets because in within the Chat GPT you know, app or screen or wherever you're using it, it asks you to tell it in your response if that was a good answer or not so that it can learn how to help you or learn from you better, basically. For the next question. Yeah. Yeah. Well, did that lady ever know she was really being... Uh, but she was a bit of a. She was being a. She was train. being hosed. <laughs> Did they get married? Or I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, okay, so let's let's get into the real estate portion of this. So I want to break down this conversation that we're going to have about AI in general into two categories. I want to start by looking at the agent's perspective. Like, how does this impl- how does this affect real estate agents? Mm-hmm. Um, and then maybe how will it affect? the consumer or the customer, the buyers and the sellers um, on their side of the transaction. Yeah. So starting with the agent, it is very clear that the first value added item that ChatGPT offers is content. Yeah. Content creation. Yeah. Generating. And I think there's a lot of discussion right now in the courses that are being provided to agents to try to utilize this. The easiest way to do it is to, to generate as much content as you can uh, so that you can create a, a more organic, optimized search engine for your business, right? And we've we've attempted to do this. We've 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 we played around played a around little. with it a little bit. Yeah. yeah. So here's one thing that I here's my feedback from that. Okay. Mm-hmm. You ask ChatGPT to give you the five uh, most effective ways of improving your curb appeal for reselling your house. Okay. Yeah. And then. It spits you out five ideas Mm -hmm. and you look at them and they're grammatically correct and they make sense. Yeah. There's one that you're like, ah, that's probably not for our area. So you maybe change it or tweak it a little bit Mm -hmm. and then you kind of format it a little bit better and then you got to go find a, you know, like a picture or some sort of like visual cue to add into whatever blog post you're writing or Facebook article that you're doing. And then you post it. And what I noticed is, an hour and 20 minutes goes by. Yeah, it's still an hour of work. <laughs> it's still consuming time in the day, right? Right. And I'm, I I don't think I would write an article that quick and mm-hmm. have it ready to go with it. So it definitely would speed up the process of getting content put out on, yeah. on the web. Um, but I feel like when it first came out, I thought, oh, no. If I don't get on board and start pumping out content, I'm going to get outperformed by 
other real estate agents and their optimized version of like their SEO is going to go way up over mine because right. I'm they're going to be putting out content and I'm not putting out enough content. Content's easy to put out now, so we got to get going on it. Yeah. But I still feel like if you're putting out content, you're going to put out content. Mm-hmm. And if you're not putting out content, making it easier to put out content is not going to con- it's not going to get you putting out content. Right. If it's not something you're already doing as part of your marketing plan or yeah. something you already spend time doing, you're not going to right. necessarily start because chat GPT is available. Exactly. I think that's a really good point. Um, it's ma- Yeah, it makes it more accessible in some ways, but there's still, yeah, time to sink into it to make it your own, put a little Kamloops spin on it. Exactly. You know? And if you have insight, you know, deeper mm-hmm. insight on a specific subject matter, you're going to want to get your own perspective right. in there. Or like personal anecdotes or whatever else you would include in your blog post. Yeah. But. So the, this is another area that realtors have used this in the past, and I'm not sure if we've really played around with it too much, but articulating your listing descriptions better. Mm. We I have, have not tried to use chat GPT for this, right? but I wonder how it would do. With, yeah, a listing description where you're trying to stand out a little, but there's some information you have to include or should include. I think it's just going to change paragraphs for you. Like, how do I say that the the view is amazing? Yeah. in a in a longer, more <laughs> articulate version, where something like thesaurus.com is really your main resource there. Right. Exactly. I don't know. Yeah, and where like you'd have to type in all of the details anyways into the chat to get it to basically scooch the details recreate, around. Recreate your version of it. Yeah. yeah, I don't know how applicable that will be to listing descriptions, but I feel like people are trying it. Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. We should try it sometime, see what happens. I agree. On our next listing. Compare. Compare and contrast. Human versus bots. The bots. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we talked about social in that content would be improved or you're going to pump out more material because you have the access to getting... It can certainly generate it. Like it can generate paragraphs and paragraphs of information where you're... Yeah. There's people that have said, I've never checked this out, but I've heard this in several areas that it can write reports for you, like like English papers and stuff. Yeah. Actually, I think one of the... When the first week or two that ChatGPT became publicly available, the main news stories I was hearing was about how academia and like universities were... How deeply concerned they were at the availability because how do you tell? Yeah. How how do you discern what what's been created by an AI that is meant to sound like a human? I don't know. I'm not even really sure what the outcome is. I don't know if there is an outcome yet. It's still so new, right? Like it's interesting. It hasn't even been. I might go back to university and write my doctor. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> this is the way. Now that I can get through some of those hard courses. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, so some threats are really kind of inherent there to, to the other, to the systems and industries we have right. built. Actually, this leads me to, so I, whenever I think about artificial intelligence, I think about Stephen Hawking because before he died, he, he made sure to say, and like he, throughout his career, he said lots about AI and there's just one little paragraph here. It's not a direct quote. It's kind of a paraphrasing of what, what he was really saying, but 
Essentially, Stephen Hawking cautioned against an extreme form of AI in which thinking machines would take off on their own, modifying themselves and independently designing and building ever more capable systems. Humans, bound by the slow pace of biological evolution, would be tragically outwitted. So something like academia, where like thousands and thousands of years have gone into the development of how we decide how to teach and learn and grade and all that. And that some, you know, that something like this could really erode some of those foundational concepts if the students are eschewing that system. Right. So what are the implications down the road? I don't know. So I'm going to take a, I'm going to take a deep dive on what Go you just for said, it. okay? I'm just going to use academia as yeah. a, a particular topic. Mm-hmm. If you're going to school to become a, I don't know, fill in the blank. Get uh, a, get a, architect. Get a degree in architect. Sure. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So you, th- there's things that you can't fake. Okay. There's going to be like math. There's totally. going to be like Present, physical presentations that you have There's going to be stuff that you can't fake, mm-hmm. but there's going to be papers in there mm-hmm. that you can fake. If two people were destined to be the same valid, amazing architects mm-hmm. in their own way. Okay. And one faked as much as humanly possible. Is he a more intelligent human being? Like his path to his degree, is that not a smarter, wiser approach to it? It could be said that it was easy and lazy. I don't know if that's better or smarter. Doesn't sound like it to me. (laughs) In terms of like using the tools to that person's, like within that person's grasp to lever, leverage themselves up and up and up and up. I... It's sneaky. Right. It's smart in one way because it's easy and accessible. Okay, let's, but if you're not learning the information, why are you paying for a degree? But if the, if the information is already online, then what? Right. why do you need to cloud your brain with it? <laughs> okay. 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 So let's okay. back, let's back, <laughs> let's back oh, out no. of, let's back out of, let's back out of like University. Secondary level okay. schooling. And let's just go back to like, let's say, Real grade 10 oh. socials. Okay. Okay. Learning about the industrial revolution. Okay. Sure. If you're in that class and you're getting an A, you didn't fake everything that you did. You took in information because there's tests mm-hmm. that you can't have chat GPT open right. for. Right? right. But if there was a paper in there that boosted your mark considerably from a B to an A, mm-hmm. okay, because you articulated this amazing um, point. Yeah, or point or presentation, yeah. like, you know, I just don't see how that person can be perceived as being lazy. Being, well, it's plagiarism. Efficient. It's plagiarism. And that's been like the main problem since the... Man, we're getting off topic. <laughs> like in schooling, since we could, since we've had books, like, I think... So is our content plagiarism if we do it that way? If we use Chat GPT to make a blog blog post, yeah, it's entirely plagiarism because you didn't. I, you know, the writer, the person sitting down, prompting Chat GPT, did not write the answer. Right. So if you are, so how is it that after post secondary education, writing a blog post for our website is considered to be acceptable to use plagiarism in AI? Because we're not having it peer reviewed, we're not being graded, we're just out in the world doing whatever the hell we want because I that's feel, the world. I feel but we are a, we are being graded. But in a schooling context, there are rules, conventions, yeah. and really strict 
ways of grading because they're trying to grade everyone the same. Sure. That if it, out in the real world, you can, it, that's the thing. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> no one's really grading us on our blog post content. But our SEO is being graded by the algorithms of the internet. The search engine optimization is truly the, the grading yeah. body there. Yeah. It's not looking for plagiarism. It doesn't care. It no. just wants to see the keywords that you put in. Are those appearing in your title? Are they in your URL? How many times do they appear in your article? Do you have internal links? Are, do those links contain those keywords? It's really, it's a bot too. I SEO love is... Kamloops, Kamloops, yeah. real estate, real estate, real estate, real estate, real estate. Follow my link. At realestate.com <laughs> yeah. in Kamloops. <laughs> that will, yeah, you'll surge to the top of the charts that way. Okay, interesting. But that's also a bot. Right. It is a bot. Everything's bots. Yeah. This world is made of bots. Those are different bots. They're like algorithms that are, well, yeah, no, I don't know. How do I define? I didn't take that class. I didn't take AI (laughs) in high school, university. (laughs) Okay, let's come back to what our. our Okay, let's get get to where where the customer, where the buyer and seller is going to see, uh, at least for the present day, like where where AI can help the um, buyer and a seller in a real Mm -hmm. estate transaction. So let's start statistically. Mm-hmm. Currently, there are stats available. Um, ChatGTP indicated in their initial page that stats can be skewed. They're not necessarily accurate. Yeah, and that it doesn't have a ton of ton of knowledge after 2021. So something like January 2023's real estate market stats yeah. might not be super accurate. Totally, yeah. Through ChatGPT. But... A realtor gets those. <laughs> well, I would asterisk that if you're looking for real estate data, please yeah. go to a local agent because yeah. the agent there has the ability to actually be able to look at the stats and they can define how those stats came to be mm-hmm. as opposed to a generic, like if you were reading a blog somewhere and it said like, hey, the sales in Kamloops was 26% higher this month than last month. That's an open-ended statement that has... There, there needs to be more information yeah. in there to be able to understand what that means, yeah. right? But what scared me one day when I was just thinking about AI and I was thinking, oh my goodness, what happens if, if, if someone asks AI, like, who is the best realtor in Kamloops? <laughs> then I sort of panicked. I was like, but what if it's not me? <laughs> <laughs> what if they just tell them someone else? What if it goes off of an algorithm that I don't mm-hmm. know? So... I, I grab my laptop and I open it up and I'm like, <gasps> deep breath. And I ask ChatGPT, who is the best real estate agent to use in Canvas? And sure enough, it said me. Ah, <laughs> no. <laughs> nice. <laughs> no, it it basically just defaults into this like I cannot give personal. I can't give personal information about personal. Yeah, and I right. see that defaulted a bunch of times mm-hmm. because I asked it a number of questions like, okay, so. Who is the most productive real estate agent in Canvas? And it gave me this sort of the same default. And then I said, yeah. "Well, who is the most? Um, who has the most Google reviews, um, positive Google reviews, and highest ranking for real estate agent?" Account? It gave me the exact same default. Interesting. Answer. Which honestly comes to me as a relief in a way, because if if there is the potential for it to start telling you who is a good and a bad realtor right. or a person or how. You know, like that personal right. information sphere is would be a scary one to crack open with um, yeah. AI and having having that publicly available because it just 
that's Pandora's box, I think. Totally. For that's sure. opening up another world. Mm-hmm. As a real estate agent and as a past home inspector, one of the common questions that I would get near an end of a transaction when there was due diligence coming to an end, mm-hmm. the question would always be, should I buy this house? And I wonder how that could be integrated in that later as uh, like giving, giving AI the, all the information. Okay, so this property is this price in this area, in this subdivision. These are the issues. This is how old the furnace is. This is how old the roof is. This is the foundation is no issues. Mm-hmm. Would it be able to like prepare an intelligent answer as to whether or not that's a good purchase for that particular client? Because it would client. all depend on who the client is and what their financial situation is or what have totally. you. I bet totally. That seems like absolutely within the realm of possibility. Like it seems like an app within AI. Yeah. Like, like is that not already available? <laughs> it almost seems like it could be. It's very difficult because mm-hmm. everybody has a different perspective. Yeah. So, and different priorities, other things going on in their lives where it's like maybe on paper, yeah, this would be a fine investment. But if you have an aging parent or other concerns in your health stuff going on where right. that's not on paper but... I well, don't know. There's a, a human factors that we that not, AI cannot solve every human decision, right? And we shouldn't give over that autonomy of decision making, that agency. I don't because then we are screwed, and that is what Stephen Hawking was talking about. There's more than Stephen Hawking saying that. Oh yeah, Elon Musk is all over that too. <laughs> but also, um, we were talking earlier about Stephen King and how he's got this great story called Maximum Overdrive, right. where all the machines and cars and appliances come to life and terrorize humans. Right. It's terrible, terrible film. I thought it was good. As a kid, I loved it. Uh, Well, apparently it was during, (laughs) this may not be appropriate for the podcast. We can cut this out of it, but it was apparently during Stephen King's highest cocaine use chapter of his life. (laughs) We might have to cut that out. Um, But he also, I think, directed it. It's a train wreck. It's great. It's great. I don't remember the details of the movie, but it, it was probably, it was probably a, awesome. a B movie. But yeah. the theory of it was kind of cool. Totally. What's funny is that in that era, none of those vehicles, aside from like having a CB radio, really yeah. had any electronic devices. <laughs> so true. They're all like mechanical <laughs> yeah. engines, like conventional mechanical yeah. engines. But whatever, anything that Anyways. was plugged in or moved or powered, had a battery in it, would turn mm-hmm. against you. How did it communicate with each other? I <laughs> Actually, I think I even have the, uh, I have a summary of it, actually. The soundtrack was by ACDC, who made who? Like, that was the main song. Of the whole movie? Yeah. Oh, hey, here's a summary of Maximum Overdrive by Stephen King. Just as a quick aside. After a comet causes a radiation storm on Earth, machines come to life and turn against their makers. Hold up in a North Carolina truck stop, a group of survivors must fend for themselves against a mass of <laughs> homicidal trucks. A diner cook emerges as the unlikely leader of the pack, played by Emilio Estevez, attempting to find an escape plan for himself and the survivors, who include his boss uh, and a newlywed couple. Cool. Love it. I, you know what? I'm going to go watch that. Okay. Sounds great. Okay. No, I'm going to flip the script. I'm with you. It was, that's a terrible, that's a terrible plot. But so bad it's good. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, AI. Okay. AI. <laughs> okay. Real estate. Okay. Real estate. And All we're right. back. And we're back. <laughs> so what else can the client or customer at right now today, like I'm, we, you and I in this room do not know all of the applications that ChatGPT can have and how it can answer people's questions. But no. theorizing, like, 
I don't know that there's that much that in a, the real estate context. In in, that, vo- in volume one of this story, I don't think there's a whole yeah, lot there. Yeah. I still think like having a realtor, someone with current stats, something like. You want to look at the future? Let's look at the future. Let's imagine. Let's imagine. Um, I think, oh God, it's such, there's so many things to say and think about. <laughs> without, without thinking it from a negative perspective in that okay. like the AI is going to take over and mm-hmm. kill all the realtors and become real estate agents. Um, <laughs> th- let's look at some tools that, that seem likely to, to evolve. Okay. Pre-qualification. Mm-hmm. Qualifying you as a potential uh, candidate to be able to tackle a mortgage of this size seems like a very like a very realistic movement for AI. Yeah, because there's like an equation ultimately. It's just a that big equation. Mortgage brokers and lenders use yeah. in some ways, like factors they factor in to qualify you or not for a mortgage. Yeah. So okay, so now the and this could be a bit flawed. Um when you are being pre-approved, the bank is asking you a series of questions like, where's your money going? Mm-hmm. Okay, how much money do you make? And yeah. what are the big things you have to spend money on? And it looks at like debt, credit card debt. Um, it looks at car payments. looks at um, what other big items does it look at? Really, really, that's it. Okay. Okay. So if you have child support payments, like if there's debt that's monthly and it's reoccurring, that's going to be looking at it. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't look at your consistent behavior and spending. Mm. It doesn't notice that you like to go to the mall for three and a half hours once a month and blow 500 bucks on shoes. Mm-hmm. And if you have a consistent pattern of that, I think later in your pre-qualifying, pre-qualifying process, that might come into play. It, it might look and see your, you have a consistent behavior of spending money in these particular ways. In an AI in co- an AI, context, yeah. yeah. And it, it might it might limit your spending ability because you're it's it's assuming that you're not gonna change your spending patterns moving forward. Yeah, because as a bot who in this theory would have full access to your banking yeah. transactions, to your location tracking, like yeah. you know what I mean? Um Yeah, we'd know everything. It, th- there's a well, obvious major privacy problem there. But if we're in this dystopian future, sure, <laughs> maybe not just... dystopian, but like where it sort of has that access and we're, that's just how it is, um, that's really scary to me because, oh, God, I have well, so many it, thoughts. Let's put it this way. Yeah. It's scary to you because you're thinking about it, but it's already happening. Ah, uh, interesting. So it doesn't matter. Like <laughs> your your phone is linked to your Apple Pay system, uh-huh. to your MasterCard. Like it already knows what you're spending. True, but it doesn't. If, if I was going to go get pre qualified for a mortgage, it doesn't currently. The bank is dealing with that decision, or the, my broker, or whatever. The you. bank is, but why do you think Apple wants to be? Wants to get involved in the transactional? Oh, access. it's no, nefarious reasons, no doubt. Yeah, it wants to know, mm-hmm. and it can't get that information. It from wants the bank. to know so that, and I, I'm like, because ultimately knowing it means you can use that information. Yeah, it can. Well, it might indicate that it wants to make your life easier by putting stuff in front of you that you would want to buy. Right. Yes. But it's also very valid for the uh, 
you know, for the for the product mm-hmm. to be able to say, okay, this is where your product should be in front of people, and this is where it shouldn't be. So don't waste your money over here. Yeah, no, that's Advert- already happening. Yeah, that's already happening. So, but at the same token, I think it just continually gets worse. I, I don't think that's going to change. Mm-hmm. I, it's not. And, and I guess what you're saying too is that that model would creep into other areas, like yeah, it would creep not just. Not advertising just, and capitalism of no. you know our eyeballs and whatnot, but, but but for the sake of being pre-qualified for a mortgage, let's look at from a pro, let, let, from the client's perspective, a pro. Right now, when you get pre-qualified, it is calculating a debt service ratio, mm-hmm. and it's saying, okay, you can spend this much of your money towards mortgage payment, okay? Right. Because we know that you might have a chronic. I'm picking on people that like shoes, but <laughs> whatever. Like maybe you like to buy hats. Yeah. I don't know. Or maybe you buy too much alcohol. I don't know. Whatever it is that you spend your money on, it just assumes. It just wraps everybody up in a blanket and says, okay, everybody's allowed to have their thing that they buy, and it's going to take up this amount of their revenue, of their income, mm-hmm. and then we're going to hold them to this particular amount. So let's say you don't make a whole lot of money, but you're very frugal with your money. Mm-hmm. And you don't spend it on all these spots, it might improve your ability to buy a, like a, a more expensive house or even get into a house where you might not have the ability be, to begin with. Where like today I might not be pre-approved because my income. Because it's justifying a portion of your income. But AI would be able to see that I'm spending smartly and saving smartly. Right. Is there no opportunity to say that to a human person as no. a human person in no, that static. discussion around mortgage and it's, finances? It's static. Fair. It's just static. It's this yeah. percent. It used to be 37% was mm-hmm. the debt service ratio of your total income to your expense that's approved for a mortgage. Right. I don't know if that's changed to 39 that for some reason, 39 rings a bell now, but I don't know. And I'm sure someone's going to listen to this podcast and, <laughs> and correct me. Well, but. like, we're making a lot of wild predictions about the future. We're not experts, but we have yeah. a lot of thoughts about it. Oh. Okay, so in, in that model then, that you were using that as a pro for someone who is, you know, responsible with their Maybe money. Maybe more frugal. Frugal, and they, that would actually help them become pre-qualified. What about someone who's been through who got screwed by their partner and relationship and the, their finances are in the toilet, but they're making lots of changes in their life and they have this like great new outlook, yeah. but it's not on paper. The, the AI can't see the human factor right. and would only then continue to punish that person by not oh, having God. them. Taking a really aggressive approach here. I have a, <laughs> I'm very opinionated by this, okay? Mm-hmm. So if it's not on paper yet, it hasn't happened. But how if you're like have if you have an enlightened like e- experience where you're like wow I'm finally gonna break up with this pos who treats yeah. me like dirt, and that's not written in a transaction. You haven't you no. don't use a debit card to make but, that transaction. But you can start to make you can start to make the proactive. You can start to get on the path. How do you get on the path if the AI well, doesn't the, think you're worth? We're, we're just talking about mortgages. I know, but if it doesn't, it won't let you get a new mortgage on a home because you were previously... And I don't think you should give that person a mortgage right away. They need to prove that they're on the right path. So in order to get on the right path, there has to be some sort of like, there has to be some strategic, something you can look at and say, okay, you weren't on the path here, but now you're on the path. I guess that's even true for like now times. If you're in a shitty finance 
pardon my language. If you're in a terrible, okay. we're, not, we're, we're not a family. <laughs> Children are not program. listening to a real estate podcast. No. If they are, though, congratulations. Good on, good on them. Yeah. Um, if you're in a terrible financial situation and you're trying to, you know, make changes and get out of it, that's like really commendable. It's super difficult, or can be, anyways. Sure. But I guess in now times, you'd still have to have steps under your belt to prove to. Yeah, a lender. I mean, it's no lender. different than now. You're going to have to show two years of bank statements or something along those lines to indicate where your down payment came from. You know, mm-hmm. it has. To, you just can't out of thin air just have an true. idea and have <laughs> a chunk of cash right. that maybe someone gave you or you earned in a short game of cards. I don't know, <laughs> like however it came to be. Sure. Right. Yeah. It's a qualifying process. I think. I think pre-qualifying using AI would be better for everybody. I think the bank would be less at risk, which would then lower the rates because your actual rates are based on some people defaulting and mm-hmm. there has to be some damage control to that. Mm-hmm. So they're weighing that risk. Yeah. I think it's better to the person who's more frugal, more committed to getting money for a mortgage and being able to make the payments on a mortgage. So I think it's a win-win for that side. Maybe not for mortgage brokers because it might put them out of business. Or do they just use it as a tool? Oh, I see. Yeah. Or are they are they using that as a? Is it just basically a privacy consent form, mm-hmm. and then you download an app, and it goes squirrely into your bank records, <laughs> and it? I hope it doesn't sell it to any other outstanding. <laughs> but then it would look at that and, and be able to validate it. And it could imagine creating a plan. Listen, Parker, if you just. This stopped. is the AI. This is the AI. This is the AI saying, okay. okay, you're pre-approved for a five hundred thousand dollar mortgage, but you could be approved for a seven hundred and fifty. Here's the seven things you need to cut out of your life, out of your spending habits. Wouldn't that be advantageous to a potential buyer? That would be a really. It would be a really useful tool in yeah. that set. In that case, absolutely. Stop. Stop going to the pub on Thursday nights hey. for four hours. Hey, Parker. Cut it down to two. <laughs> and uh, stop buying, I don't know, like hunting gear. Yeah. <laughs> stop going on fishing trips and you can afford a better house. Yeah. yeah. That, that, that would be a viable option there. But we're just creating this out of our... Th- Could you imagine if someone takes the idea from this podcast and puts it, to, puts it into play? People are already working on this technology, nah. 100%. It's just not public yet. That's what I think. Okay. I'm super cynical. I, I, I sense thing. the idea. I sense it. Yeah, I'm trying to look at the good. You're trying to look at the bad. I'm fearful because I just think overall, not that I want to get too general. I don't know if we have any, any like, overall, there's an, the more we rely on artificial intelligence, the less we rely on human intelligence. Why? And I feel that on an individual level, it make it, there's a pitfalls. We're already seeing it in terms of laziness or not. Uh, you know, getting really distracted by the digisphere, let's call it, and like what's around us instead of pushing ourselves and sitting down and writing an article right. or whatever. The different challenges, the tiny goals that you set up and achieve that do really good things for your confidence and your serotonin. And like there's there's sure. a lot of biological elements that come from good things that yeah. come from yeah. thinking as a human. Thinking as a human. <laughs> we get distracted because we're always being entertained. Totally. And AI knows that. And yeah. and I don't want to get too crazy here, but I think it could be a really scary political tool if that was ever usurped or or somehow sneakily sure. puppet mastered from the back by 
which probably already happening if I'm going to go down this conspiracy theorist route. But here, I think here. we just need to retain our ability to think critically. Don't lose. Don't hand it over so quickly. Right. I use it as the tool, but like see through the veil. I think it's important to keep that perspective. Right. But you, I don't want to go down the, the, the throat you're going Let's down. Let's go. But like <laughs> handing it over, I don't think anybody's handing it over. I, I think a very select few people are creating something. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not handing anything over. Not right now. I'm, I'm not saying let's do it. I'm just mm-hmm. saying, like, it's happening and you're either in it or you're not. Like, do you, it sucks, but we've created this craziness. Yeah. And it's going to continue to grow. I, yeah. Here's, I, I, I don't want to jump off. Mm-hmm. Here's something that's very applicable to what you just said. This was advertised to me last night, mm-hmm. okay, through Instagram. It was some marketing agency. It was like, watch this little presentation, okay, um, how, you, what, how we can help you market uh, your real estate business. Okay. And so you would choose a subject, like something like five ways to improve the elegance of your entrance on showings. Cool. Okay. I just made that up. <laughs> uh, that'll be a, Do you mean like that'll be an upcoming... the realtor's entrance into the meeting, an elegant entrance or like a entryway? Okay. Let me read. <laughs> no, let me... I, I'm just I'm Five just tips to improving time. your curb appeal on Love your it. landscaping. Okay. okay? <laughs> So then you would take that, ChatGPT would create the article, mm-hmm. you would approve the article, mm-hmm. so you could tweak it, you can make it Kamloopian if you mm-hmm. want. Then you choose your character. It's a real AI looking human being, okay? You choose it if you want a woman, if you want a man, if you want to... Like an avatar. It's, an, it's, a, it's a real person though. Oh, okay. I mean, when you look at it, you're like... That's a human person. I think that's a filtered human being. Yeah. It looked very real. But you can, you can have ethnicity if you want. Like whoever you were targeting with that ad, you could choose the avatar that you wanted. Okay? This is a real product that was this served This is a real product that night. was served to me last night. Okay. I could pick it up right now for, I don't know how much it was because I wasn't mm-hmm. going to do it. But then the next step was you could choose the voice. Oh, my God. You could choose the way that that person talks. And then when you click end, boom, that, that AI person speaks in that language with that articulation and says those words and it's ready to go on your Instagram. Boom. You can just upload it and boom, there's like like a a little video, like a little video blog. (gasps) Okay. So that was served to you as a real estate agent for the real estate industry. Mm -hmm. What advantage is there to having a totally amalgamated AI? It looks human, but like might not be a real person or or it's not you. What advantage would there I didn't be? See, I didn't see any advantage. I'm yeah. Like, you create the... Because as a realtor, like your face and your name is your... You are that person. And your ideas. <laughs> yeah. I want my own ideas, my own way of chatting and my own mm-hmm. way of, you know, looking and pre- presenting. Like if you're going to... If you're going to absorb my content, yeah. I want you to see my facial expression of how excited I get when we talk about mechanical items of a house. Right. <laughs> I want you to know how exciting that is for me. Right? Yeah. So. I mean, I will just, I'll present this possibility that that could be advantageous to someone if they're in a minority or in a, in a uh, working in a, a community where they're not really respected for Maybe some of the, the physical elements sure. or the, maybe they have a thick accent and are struggling to, uh, that, uh, but there's still think, a, not a misrepresentation element, but like a, 
That's still not you. It's, ah, still. it's interesting. Yeah. I think it's probably more applicable for another business, and they just tweaked it and sent it yeah. to you. Yeah, you need like a spokesperson. Sure. It's a fake spokesperson. Yeah. Fake if you person. had a product, you could use this. If Instead yeah. of using Michael Jordan to mm-hmm. you know promote your product, maybe you use a very specific AI. Yeah. You know, it was creepily looking real. <laughs> and I could change it. I could see the different one. And I was like, crazy. Yeah. I could just choose the person that I want to be Mm -hmm. me or whatever. So where does that leave us in this discussion with real estate and artificial intelligence? What what haven't we? Well, here's another nugget. What are we thinking? Yeah. This might be valid today. Mm -hmm. This might be something a, a, a potential person who is interviewing real estate agents could utilize in ChatGTB. They could interact with a realtor. Ask it the right questions by finding out what the right questions would be. Totally. Because if you don't, if you've never purchased a home, mm-hmm. if you've never hired a real estate agent, what do you really know about interviewing a realtor? Yeah. And mm-hmm. like, yeah, that's a really good point. I mean, you could probably Google it and find different. But that's all ChatGTP is right yeah. now. It's just a GPT. faster. Yeah. It just amalgamates all those other answers into one yeah. easy to understand way. Yeah. yeah, totally. That would be a really good tool for like a first time homeowner or totally. Yeah. anyone really. Yeah. Or like you could probably figure out some tricky questions to ask to see how they respond to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I hope that never happens to me now that I've seeded that in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you would answer them very well. <laughs> Maybe customer reviews. Oh, you know what? I, I was thinking about this earlier and I thought we have to talk about this. What is it? Okay. What if potential buyers and sellers that had used realtors before the realtor got to rate the client secretly. Secretly? Well, obviously they wouldn't want to be on the hook for it. Oh, yeah. No, you wouldn't Like, not I wouldn't want to, want to be like, hey, this guy's a real Nimrod or whatever. He's <laughs> going to ask you like a million things and he's not going to do anything or whatever. You, you know, like if you had a, it would be almost, this has never happened. But, in, but, it, but where you rate them or where AI the, rates them? The real estate agent rates the, the, the buyer or seller. Mm-hmm. And then as a buyer and seller approaches a real estate agent, this is good. like you could use this for every service industry, mm-hmm. right? You would be able to almost predict the challenges that are going to be faced before they come to you. I have so many thoughts. Okay, one. Yeah. What, like who would be privy to that information then if it's not, if the client, could, would the client not be I able think to the, see that? I think the world should see it. Like just the same way that you could rate a business owner. Like you can go on right now and rate Parker Bennett yeah. Real Estate on Google reviews. Yeah. So if every individual human person could be rated. Yeah. Oh boy. On their, on, on, a, on characteristics, not like how empathetic are they? You know, I just, <laughs> I mean like if a, every business had the ability to see the, I guess that sort of takes away from actually being like, like it's really fun to learn about people as you <laughs> move through a business transaction, but it would be, it would be conceivable that that could be something that would come down the pipe. I, yeah, no, definitely. In terms of theories about the future, I, I think we've established anything is possible anything right is now possible. and it's going to go in good ways and it's going to go in bad ways and it'll be hindsight before we know which way is what. But I think that notion really scares me of like if AI is like, hey, business, this person is going to be a good customer for you. Yeah. That's great. But what if someone who's rated as a bad customer 
needs help, needs that service, and is turned away because AI said they were going to be... Well, I think a business whatever. would see an opportunity with everybody to make they, money. That's what I would hope. But there's a, there is a human element that still needs to be in those decisions that are made around... But wouldn't it be nice to know if that person um, had scammed businesses in the past? Mm, you know? It would. In certain ways. And you'd be like yeah. going through this whole process and, and you could be potentially being scammed. I think that that's a really good point, and I don't disagree, and yet I do, because <laughs> what I'm, I'm, su- I'm such all. a the bleeding heart, because what if, why should someone's past actions mm-hmm. determine how they're treated in the future? In some cases, that's like totally valid. That's how our society works. Don't tell my kids that. But I mean, like, if you made a mistake down the road and you're like, are a good person, if that, if you're... Oh, man. I think it would only serve potentially to increase the division of the good people, quote unquote, and the quote unquote bad people and leave not a lot of room in between for change, evolution, and the other human factors that fluctuate our experience on this earth. Like your interaction with one person over here could be totally salty and terrible. And you might, that might be the only person in the world who you have ever had a fight with. But if that person's opinion colors your whatever social credit I, rating I or whatever I don't disagree. Is, I don't then, disagree. And I'll tell you like, why. It's the biases. We have, it all comes down to like who is feeding that, that rating system. Sure. Then. And I'll tell you why that, 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 that like scares me too. Okay. <laughs> because in Facebook on the fan page, you can get rated. Right. One out of five. I've got five star ratings. Except one, I have one four point five. Uh-huh. It was a person I didn't work with. Oh, interesting. They, they were a mortgage broker, and they had they just said like some stuff about me. Like that wasn't bad. He was okay realtor. Like I, I wasn't your real estate agent. <laughs> like how could you have the ability to rate me? Yeah, and drop my f- perfect five star rating mm-hmm. down to whatever four point nine because like we I anybody could do that. Anybody can do that. That's good. I've point. never reached out to that person to ask them why did they rate <laughs> me as their real estate agent when I wasn't. That's so weird. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. Um, you could just have bots rating people all day. And like to whose specifications? To uh, who? Who? Who comes okay, out? Okay. So the morality of that's not real. <laughs> no. I take it back. But there is We're a morality element that's like inherently human. Yes. That is like the exact epitome, the crux of this discussion is like... What if you had a little interview process that you got to perform for by yourself and then that became your interview that every um, established business could view before they... Op- like, so you phone and, and the phone rings okay, and you answer it and it says, we'll be with you in 18 seconds. We're reviewing your, your, your video. So your social profile. No, no, but or- it was something that you got to create yourself. So oh, could, I see what you're saying. Okay, so you so could create this... it yourself. You could say, hey, my name is Parker Bennett. Okay, what you're describing is a LinkedIn profile. <laughs> <laughs> that exists. Okay. <laughs> and it's free. <laughs> and lots of people use it to do that. Yeah, okay. but, but that's like obviously more in a professional capacity, job search, whatever, but it's kind of there. Like a It's a social version. media profile. Right. You get to decide what's on it. But we the have ring, that. The ring, you know, like the... I guess nobody's phoning anybody anymore. Yeah. Well, people don't even make phone calls. Parker, get with it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. 
We still have a solution to solve there. Oh, I think it's this is just the as you said earlier, volume one. It's and volume one. What are the implications? People are. I mean. I've had some really fun little chats with ChatGPT. I've asked it to write poems. And oh, yeah. It always writes them in a rhyming, like ABAB rhyme scheme, which I'm like, come on, ChatGPT. Like, get a little, have some creative license. So it will write a haiku and you can tell it not to rhyme and all that, but it defaults to this like really basic kindergarten level poetry. Oh, um, interesting. And you can ask it to tell you jokes. Like, there are fun ways to just dink around with the technology. And yet there are these other sort of grand or sweeping, more like grave potential outcomes in the future that like we have no idea what repercussions might come from not just chat GPT, but like the other developments that are already in the works. You know, people are going to use any technology. People are the human nature is that most people will use it for good and pe- some people will use it for evil. Right. Why do we build it? Because we can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Jurassic Park thing about yeah. like we did it because we could, but we never thought about if we should. Right. And we should have been listening to Stephen Hawking. I'm going to just, um, that's the hill I'm going to die on. Okay. Stephen Hawking warned us. But in the meantime, have fun. It right. can be a fun tool. <laughs> Hey, thanks for joining us this week on the Kellum's Real Estate Insider Podcast, where we discuss the morality of AI. And uh, and if you have any other idea, like how do you use ChatGPT? Like, I'd love some discussion around this topic with the people who listen. Sure, send Parker a Instagram message, email him at PB Real Estate. P- well, your email address is Parker at RoyalLePage.ca. <laughs> Please, we live in Canada. .ca. When I was down in oh States God. recently and I told people lost my, my, brain. my yeah. email address was .ca, nobody figured that. They were like, what? .c? What? .ca? Mine? That's crazy, .ca. Yeah. What is that? Is yeah. that like a non-for-profit? Yeah. Wild. Yeah. They don't know anything. Okay, anyways, yeah, appreciate, your Instagram is... We would appreciate any estate. feedback. Yeah, this this, I, this podcast getting carried away. Well, because we, we're just sitting in an echo chamber of our own two-person discussion, but I think like <laughs> we'd love to hear some other input. Maybe how are realtors using it? You know, yeah. maybe they don't want to share their secrets. I you wouldn't. can just write and be like, I have secrets about it, but I'm not going to tell you. Oh, that'd be awesome. I think that'd be cool. Um because I, I just like artificial intelligence, there's I'm I'm always learning, and there's a lot here to learn. There you go. Let's sum it up with that. There's the quote of the day. Mm -hmm. See you next week. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to the Kamloops Real Estate Insider Podcast. Subscribe wherever you listen to get new episodes delivered right to your feed. And we want to hear from you. Send comments and questions to parker at royallepage.ca or reach out on Instagram at pbrealestater.com.